We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm John Ryan. John Ryan's here. He's our digital camera expert coming in and doing some... Uh, Digital camera talk with us this morning, so feel free to get online if you've got digital camera questions. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC, and he'll do his best to give you some advice and some ideas about what's out there with digital cameras, right, John? Absolutely. In other news, though, wait before we go to that. This I had to bring this up because I saw this in the news just recently, and uh, it has to do with net neutrality. And you guys pretty much know my stance on net neutrality. It's a red herring. It's a misnomer. It's nothing to to discuss as far as a quote-unquote free and open internet, which uh, is being promoted as far as net neutrality goes. And what that means is the politicians don't want the major uh, network operators to be able to manage their networks. They want to make sure all packets are, treat, are, are treated equally. And that sounds just so American, right? Having all packets created equal, treated equally, everything's equal, right? Absolutely. It sounds so nice and, and uh, warm and fuzzy. Uh, the problem is that um, a digital packet is not the same. When you watch a high-definition Netflix video, it's a different type of packet than when you're sending an email. I'm sorry, but it is. And that packet, the one you're watching on Netflix, needs to have priority over the email one. And if that packet is not prioritized, your high-definition movie from Netflix may not get to you in a nice way. right? So the networks have to manage their networks. And we I've heard on on this station and others folks coming on talking about net neutrality and how they're supposed to they're so concerned about their YouTube content being um censored by the by the big internet broadband companies because of whatever topic they might be talking about. They want you know they're the little guys on YouTube and they've got their opinions and they don't want to have their YouTube channels censored by uh a big broadband company. So there's folks on the radio here, at, even at WTIC, advocating for net neutrality because they didn't want their little YouTube channel censored. Well, in the news today, here's the truth. YouTube has just updated their um, terms of use. And they have said in their terms of use that YouTube can now delete accounts that aren't what? Commercially viable so this is really where the rubber hits the road, guys. Just because you've taught me how to change the oil on my lawnmower, which I do appreciate tremendously, the costs to have that silly video sitting on a YouTube server, wherever it is, as far as electricity, cooling, geeks, whatever it takes, has cost. And if it's not a commercially viable channel, YouTube can say, click, it's gone. No net neutrality is involved here. Your little channel could be deleted because YouTube feels like it. And that's correct. 
that you're not allowed to just put out whatever you want just because, I mean, yes, that's how most IT companies get you. They give it to you for free, get you hooked. That's how Microsoft crushed Novell. That's how Microsoft crushed IBM with their OS2. They pretty much gave it away. Um, and that's how Google's crushing Microsoft by giving it away browser. So that's how, that's how the IT guys work. But, uh, you know, if your little YouTube channel is not commercially viable, YouTube can flick it off. No net neutrality involved. Go ahead, Chris Murphy. Go fix that. Go tell them they have to run it. He's sending emails to my sons at UConn. Keep the internet free and open. Support net neutrality. Go ahead, Chris. Go tell YouTube you have to keep the video up. Dare you. Well, isn't it? I mean, I always thought it was interesting that just because YouTube is the uh, elephant in the room, there are plenty of other places. Vimeo. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's lots of little places that you can put videos up. Welcome to competition. Absolutely. But then you got to find it. So you now, the customer, have to go find where the guy's got the information on how to change the oil on your lawnmower. Oh, my God. I have to learn how to use a search bar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And which search bar are you going to use? Uh-oh. Well, uh, Google. Oh, it's the same company. Yeah, Google, Google search bars. <laughs> So I just put that up there because it's it's just so rich as far as the uh, it's just that's 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 called capitalism that's marketing that's how this all works guys YouTube doesn't exist out of the kindness of their hearts they gave it away to get you hooked like any other mm-hmm. dealer of any kind of service whether it's whether it's your operating system Microsoft where they blew IO, uh, iOS uh, IBM OS two out of the water because IBM had the gall to think that their product should be paid for Microsoft said hey we can give you networking it's free. And of course, then Microsoft just crushes IBM's OS2. Novell, I used to, we used to install Novell servers massively. There's like a stack of disks three feet high wow. to put the Novell together. And the software was so expensive. Microsoft practically gave away Windows NT and they crushed Novell. Um, this is how it works, guys. Um, has nothing to do with equal treatment of packets. Although it sounds so warm and fuzzy, the network doesn't work that way. If it did work that way, you wouldn't be able to get Netflix. Wouldn't work. So, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. Enough of that on net neutrality. I just, I just love it. Let's go back to digital cameras. We've got John Ryan here in the studio. So, John, you want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the digital camera world? Oh, yeah. One thing that I think is really amazing, um, DJI. Everybody knows who DJI is. They're right. the king of the drones. They, they are ruling the market. Just released a Mavic Mini. The Mavic is a, is a great drone. It's yeah. I actually commercial. have one. Yeah, well, kind of prosumer, okay. but a lot of a lot of commercial guys are using them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they released the Mavic Mini. Has the fold up wings. You can put this. It looks like a Coke can. Actually, it's smaller than a Coke can. Yeah. Um, the cool part about it is it weighs two hundred and forty nine grams. Mm. And the interesting part about that is. At 250 grams, you have to register your drone with the FAA. <laughs> DJI stamped 249 grams on the size of the side of this thing. Now it's a sweet little drone. I yes. mean, um, and it's a Chinese company, so let's remember that too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's 399 dollars. Yep. It does 1080p. It's mm-hmm. got a 12 megapixel camera. The cool part is, I think they've finally started to work on their battery. Ah. The battery on this thing, you can fly for 30 minutes, hmm. assuming a 14-mile-an-hour headwind. Oh. Now, if you have a perfectly still day, you should be able to fly longer because there's no resistance to the drone. Yeah. Um, nice. Full high-def video, mm-hmm. 1080p. Mm-hmm. Um, just a sweet little thing. It's, it's max height, which is amazing to me. 
3,000 meters. So essentially about 10,000 feet, this thing wow. will go up. Yikes. Yeah, you're talking about errant seagulls taking it out. But I mean, yeah. it's a tiny little drone. But like, I'm, I'm sure people have always said, the, heard the best camera to have is the camera you have with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is the best drone to have because it's the drone you'll bring with you. And you can literally stuff it into a small pocket. Well, not a small pocket, but a pocket. Any place you could put a can of Coke, you could put this thing. Wow. And it's just tremendous. And $399? Mm-hmm. It's I pocket mean, change. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess if you it, want a drone. It, it's, it's a lot easier to come up with than uh, the 1500 I spent on my, my Mavic. So. Well, yeah. And I, I've got the Phantom 3 we talked right. a little bit about off air. And it's it's a beautiful little drone, but it's not little. No. It's, it's in a big backpack. And, I, and when I try to launch it from certain areas, especially beaches and stuff like that, you don't want to you know, have it get all messed up with sand. Yeah. So you got to find a good square area where you can have it not kick up a bunch of sand and get into the gears well, and stuff like that. Now, Hoodman, the company Hoodman, yeah. makes a really nice landing pad that you can take. It folds up. You're kidding. You can drop it on the ground anywhere you want to, and it handles that very thing. And it's orange, and it has a big X on for you to land your drone Are on. Are you serious? Absolutely. Hoodman. All right, we'll find Absolutely. a link to that, too. Yeah. We'll put that out there. Anything else in the digital camera world that you want oh, to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a rumor circulating through the market, and I don't know how true it is. Uh, Olympus yeah. may have less than a year as an uh, optical company. Olympus is going to be gone? Now, Olympus just celebrated their 100th anniversary. All right. But uh, there was a, uh, a forum called Personal View Forum. And what they did is they uh, leaked some documents saying that someone at Olympus was telling all the people in the optical division that uh, you need, you guys need to toe the mark uh, or come a year from now you'll be looking for new jobs. Oh, boy. Now, Olympus actually released a statement saying uh, it will continue to work on the improvement and profitability and efficiency in the imaging and scientific business hmm. sectors. Now, Olympus microscopes, things like that, are amazing. They're yeah. wonderful, wonderful optical equipment. The the Olympus cameras, I would really hate to see them go. Olympus has created a lot of the innovations we take for granted. They were mm-hmm. the first one who decided, hey, instead of building a camera that takes a roll of film, let's take a roll of film and build a camera around it. Gotcha. So they came up with the first really true pocketable camera, things like that. Yeah. Um, they've been doing really good. You know, but, it's just not too many people are buying Olympus cameras. You walk around, you don't see them carrying the, Olympus cameras. But the Olympus was the one with the, was the uh, rugged one. They had the really great. It's, I think I have that one. I think it's yeah. Olympus. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. They make great stuff. I yeah. you got a great waterproof camera, the TG1. I yeah. have that. Yeah. Um, but too much competition from Nikon and. Well, um, it's a, f- a four letter word. It begins with an S and ends in a Y. Oh, Sony. Yeah, the one. Sony. Mm. But, but, but. Overall, in the digital camera market, yeah, twenty-two percent decline. Yeah, because our, our phones are so good. Absolutely, who needs to buy a digital camera? Absolutely, uh, Canon. Um, their interchangeable lenses are down sixteen percent. Interchangeable wow. lens cameras, yeah. uh, compact cameras, down thirteen percent. Nikon interchangeable lens cameras down twenty-one, twenty-five percent. Wow. Their lenses are down 21% and their compact cameras are down 41% wow. from last year. Um, <clears throat> Sony in their electronic product and uh, solutions division, yeah. which includes pretty much everything they make, mm-hmm. 
down 13%. And they wow. don't specifically dissect out their, their imaging part. Wow. But right. yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's going to be interesting Interesting to see what happens this year then. Yeah. All right, so we're here for uh, taking your digital camera questions. We'll take your computer questions as well. But John Ryan's here. He comes in every uh, three or four months or so mm-hmm. and talks about digital cameras. So it's a good time to get those questions on. 1-800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. You want to talk about net neutrality and the factor that it has to be commercially viable. Huh, what a shock. We'll be right back. And we are back. We're talking digital cameras. We're talking drones. We're talking net neutrality. Four lines wide open. The lines were all jammed up, and then all, you guys all went away. We just had a call. Oh, it, it was a commercial break. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, because here at WTIC, we have to be commercially viable. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, support our sponsors. Uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You want to bring something else up then, John? Oh, yeah, DJI. Yeah. Um, they're testing some software now that you can download to your iPhone, your Android, whatever device yeah. that will allow you to identify any drone within a kilometer of you and who it belongs to. That's weird. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, of yeah. course, if it's a DGI drone, the, the well, system knows where right, all the DGIs right, right, are. Right, but what it's doing is because uh, they're, they're, they're locking in on the wireless transmission back to the controller yeah. and going, okay, well, this is who this belongs to. Well, so I, you, you think it's through the controller or through the internet? Because most of our systems are using smartphones, which then are connected online. Well, yeah, I, I guess, well, my, yeah, my phones, I always thought it was the wireless because if yeah. I'm out in the field, I really don't have an internet connection, but I do with the phone. So, yeah, they're yeah. locking through on the transmission and it's because you have to register your drone because right. it's over 250 grams, right. uh, they can track it. They. They, you know. <laughs> m- m- make, makes the big me, scary they. <laughs> makes me wonder how long, you know, oh, wait, there's that drone, but, oh, and now there's an ad for a Mavic. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. Yeah. Or there's another drone coming after take your drone out. Right, right, right. But I think that's interesting. You now you're going to be able to, uh, you got a drone in the air. You go, oh, okay, that's Bob down the street with his drone. Why is he at the front of my house? I was going to say, why is he at the back? Yeah, well, maybe. It never depends. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that they're really, really, really pushing that software. I yeah. guess it's in beta. They're testing it in uh, Europe and Asia. Mm-hmm. So how long before they come here with it? Probably tomorrow. And you know it'll be free. Of course, everything's free. That's why yeah. we. Uh, that's why it all works. All right, let's go to uh, your calls. We got, again, feel free to get online. Digital camera show. John Ryan's here. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll take your what your computer questions. Of course, we'll talk net neutrality as well if you want. Let's go to Harry and East Granby. Hey, Harry, what's up? Hi, I have a, a new Windows ten computer. Yeah, uh, all is fine except that a message keeps popping up saying, "You are low disk space. You are running out of space on recovery drive D." Yes. All right, so you must have upgraded, right? Uh, well, I switched. It's a brand new computer. It's a brand new one. Yeah. That's even that's even more embarrassing if you're Microsoft. So, what's happened there is the Windows 10 did an upgrade. All right, to a new flavor of Windows 10. And what it's supposed to do is make that little partition hidden so that you don't see that error because it's a true statement that little partition is running out of space. If you cared, but you don't care because it's an actual partition created by Microsoft so they could do their thing. So it's right. I just want to get rid of the message. Yeah. So we can put an, uh, a link up here for you how to clear that message and rehide what Microsoft should have rehidden for you. 
Um, it's a it's just a couple of settings, so we'll put a link up there for you so you can stop that uh, alert from occurring, and uh, it'll correct it for you. But it's just Microsoft being Microsoft. You know they like they like improving things for you there, Harry. What can yeah. I say? Yep. All right, okay. so we'll put a link up there for you. It's a, you can follow the instructions right through, and you can uh, hide that drive again. All right, where do I go to the link? The name of the show dot com. ComputerTalkWithTab.com. It'll be there for you. Give us a few minutes. But it's not worth walking through the steps of hiding it. It's better to give the 30,000-foot explanation than to try to walk you through every click. All right. Thank you. You got it, Harry. Take care. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. We'll put that out there for him. But that's just, we get that call every every time Microsoft does an update, every other update. It's like the A team does this version of update, no issues. The B team does, well, actually, there's issues there, too. The B team does their updates, and it's a big mess. Um, All right, we got a digital camera question. We're going to go to Steve in Windsor. Morning, Steve. Morning. How you been? Doing okay. How are you? I'm okay. I got a, a recent Rebel EOS SL2 camera. Nice and camera. I have one. Yeah, it's it seems pretty good for other people, but uh, <laughs> I seem to be struggling with it. Um, did yours come with a manual? <laughs> nobody comes. Nobody prints manuals anymore. Ah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, a lot of times you get a CD, DVD in the box, but you can go to Canon. Yeah. Look up, look up your um, your model. Go to support, and you can download the manual there. Yeah, it's like four hundred and fifty pages. Yeah, I know, and it's not four hundred and fifty full pages. It's like a half a page. So you have to print, use a whole sheet of paper for a half a, a page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm a little discouraged because it seems like it was supposed to be an entry level camera, and it's 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 well over my head. What so, uh, what problem are you having with it? Oh, everything. You know, I can't get the thing to play back correctly. I can't get the thing to to shoot in manual manual mode and get the focus. The, the ring that's supposed to do the focus doesn't seem to be working correctly. So I'm missing out a lot of manual focus pictures, you know, from a distance, avoiding the foreground pictures. Right. And it's I've been struggling for a week. I t- I'm taking a class at Adult Ed, which uh-huh. is working out okay, but... I just don't seem to have the knack for this thing. Well, uh, just out of curiosity, the lens you're using, is it the kit lens that came with the camera that has that little tiny focus ring that's just slightly wider than a human hair? Yeah, it's the 1855. Yeah, okay, well, that's probably an issue right there. The focus throw on that lens is really kind of wobbly. It doesn't do a great job. My 18 to 55 is in the box it came in. And I'm not exactly sure where that is, but I know it's in my house okay. somewhere. Um, so that could be a problem right there. To make your life easier um, with the camera exposures and stuff like that, you know on the, the dial where you can choose manual, TV, uh, AV, sure. P, there's that little green box? Yeah, auto. Well, yeah, that's full. <laughs> that's what I use. That, 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 that's full auto. That... that, that um, will take care of everything for you, <laughs> theoretically. That's a good yeah. place to start. I mean, if you really want to, you could go to just a plain P. They work similarly, except the green box, what it does, it sets an auto white balance for you. It sets um, auto exposure, auto ISO. Uh, it does everything for you. The P, yeah, you still have to set the white balance and things like that. Yeah, I was struggling with the AV, the aperture setting. Trying to get it to work that way, and it's just—it's just a nightmare. Oh, ap- aperture priority is a wonderful thing, but you got to be really specific on why you want an aperture, a specific aperture to set it in that. Like, if you yeah. want a lot of depth of field, great. If you don't want a lot of depth of field, great. That's where it really shines. 
Yeah, that's what I was trying to do in depth of field, and mm-hmm. it just didn't seem to work. I was trying to focus in on it with that little ring. Yep. And I, I honestly got thought the ring was broken. <laughs> it's you, Steve. Uh, yeah. It's user error. <laughs> Sorry. I, mean, I don't know. I was going crazy for a week trying to get this thing to work. Uh, well, and hopefully, was, hopefully, Steve, we got to go to a hard break here. You're going to have to get the instructions from your uh, class there, but set to auto and forget it. I love that idea. Yeah. All right, Steve, I got to go. Take care. Yeah, you too. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And that's John Ryan, who's not ready, is not ready for that cue. <laughs> <laughs> John Ryan is our digital camera expert and is here to help you out with your digital camera questions. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We have three lines wide open, and generally the lines all jam up around 10 o'clock. I know it's kind of nice out there today, so you're probably finishing up your yard work. But if you need anything to be taken care of as far as technology goes, you want to talk about net neutrality, you want to talk about your little YouTube channel being turned off if... uh, if it's not commercially viable and who you're going to whine to, feel free. Um, you're going to whine to YouTube, by the way. Um, feel, I would love to chat about that and uh, or whatever you want to talk about when it comes to technology. We're here to do that. So uh, let's get right to your calls. But again, John's in here. He comes in maybe uh, every quarter or so to talk digital cameras. If you've got digital camera questions, now's the time to get it answered. Let's go to Paul in Bristol next. Hey, Paul. Hey, how you guys doing? Fine. How are you? I'm well. Hey, um, <clears throat> I have a 12-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Christmas, she asked me about a Chromebook, and yeah. I have no idea about those. Sure. And I was wondering if you guys had some insight on that. Yeah. A Chromebook is basically uh, it's a browser-based laptop. So instead of running a Windows operating system, you're going to run the Chrome operating system, which is, a, which is basically a browser. And uh, in her future student life, um, same way Apple tried to get into – education google chrome is doing the same thing and so she'll find herself using chrome technology because it's so cheap within for the next you know umpteen years uh through her through her through her high school and middle school and, and college career so getting her a chromebook makes some sense um but it can't it can't do all everything so it's not a real computer i know People saying with Chromebooks, you're going to be like, Eric, it's a real computer. It's not. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a browser-based computer. and You can do a lot of things with it, uh, but you're not going to be doing uh, editing no. of photos. You're not going to be doing any video work. You're not going to be doing a lot of other things that a computer is designed for. But you, what are some of the specs I should be looking for? So you should, you could be you could I don't even know what kind of level of specs you're going to be atom processors I suspect they won't even be full processors you might find an i3 or an i5 Chromebook out there I've not looked um, personally uh, but if you find one that's you know in that two fifty three hundred dollar range uh, for a twelve year old that might be still a little too much more money you want to spend on a twelve year old but if you if you think she'll take care of it because it's right. two or three hundred dollars mm-hmm. it's probably not an aluminum case it's probably plastic. And it's gonna, you know, if she drops it, you're gonna need some sort of protection around it. Um, but okay. it, you know, keep that in mind. But it would be great for school. She'll use it for school. Now, with this Chromebook, do you guys run Open DNS in your home? Uh, you- do we run an Open DNS? Uh, I believe so. Okay, so you've you've set it up so you've filtered the internet so your your kids can't go to inappropriate sites on the internet. Yeah, we have a parental control. Nice. Uh, through that, yeah. Yeah, because once you give her this computer. It's designed for the internet, right? So that's where she's going. She's not going anywhere else. 
about the internet. So should there be a security assist of a security app uh, attached to it? Yeah, antivirus. Or? You should put, you know, maybe ESET or Webroot um, on that device so you have some sort of level of virus protection. However, there's very little a virus can do on the Chromebook. All it can do okay. is mess with the browser cache and hmm. redirector. Gotcha. Because it's not a, it's not a Microsoft software. So if there's a benefit to a Chromebook, it's not really quote unquote going to get hacked because there's nothing to hack. Right. <laughs> Whereas Microsoft right. is wide open. Okay. All right, Paul. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm taking some advanced <clears throat> level EMS classes up at Greenfield, and they <clears throat> strongly strongly recommend that you have a Chromebook for a class. So I right. got one. Yeah. It's an amazing little thing. I mean, it. Uh, I like it. I think I paid 300 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. It works really great. It seamlessly ties into their system. Right. Uh, it makes their life easier, too, whereas some of my friends, so, you know, they come in with their Apples or their IBMs or whatever, and amazingly, they can't get onto the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Well, that's just user error. Wi-Fi no, should be yeah. pretty ubiquitous. Yeah, it was user error for bringing the Apple or the IBM. No, no, not getting on is just a lack of understanding of getting on Wi-Fi. I, all I did was turn mine on and it was connected. Really? Yeah. Well, they, yeah. I, I really can't speak to their inabilities, uh, but it should be that simple for PCs yeah. and Apples, too. But but it works really great. Yeah. I mean, um, there's little little bits and pieces out there. There's actually a little vidding, video editing app in there that's really good for doing selfies and stuff like sure. that. I suspect if you want to start your own YouTube channel <laughs> sitting on your bed, you know, it would be good for that as long yeah. as you were keeping like a two-minute video. Right. Again, it's yeah. not going to do a lot of that. No. You need to storage somewhere. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's go to uh, David in Glastonbury next. David, what's up? You know, and, um, a VPN question. So yeah. actually I have two. Yeah. My wife works for a large corporation in East Hartford, mm-hmm. and um, when she tries to work from home, she can't connect because uh, the uh, I don't know why really because I, <laughs> I do have I do have two tablets yeah. that connect just fine, um, but her uh, Windows machine um, just sits there and she's got to wait like literally um, an hour or something to pull up a, a spreadsheet. Wow. So step one of a VPN is just making the connection. So clearly she's making a connection to her big corporate connect her big company, right? She's making the VPN connection. Yeah, it's UTC, just so you know. Okay. Okay. The second step, though, that they have not configured for her is what's called a terminal server or a thin way for her to run her work, right? A terminal server? A terminal server or a Citrix server, something to allow for a thin connection so she's not dragging that spreadsheet across the internet to have it actually open up on her laptop in your home. She wants to manipulate it on the servers at UTC. And clearly, they haven't configured that for her. They gave her the VPN. They gave her the virtual extension cord from your home to them. But to run that program locally on your computer and drag files across that VPN is dog slow. It's not the right way to go. They should have given her a thin way to run either in a terminal server or a Citrix server and have the the actual program and 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 the data never actually leaves UTC that way. All right, let me let me get a can so I can write this down. She can call tech support. <laughs> the, the other thing is, uh, I want to be a fly on the wall when she calls up. Hey, the guys on the radio said you need to set me up with a terminal yeah. server. What are you doing? No, she's very very polite. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. With them. <laughs> yep. Oh, right. I hear you. I hear you. All right. All right. Wait, can you repeat that, please? 
Yeah, she needs, so the VPN is step one of any kind of remote connection. That's just a virtual extension cord, all right? She needs then to land somewhere. So she needs to remotely control either a desktop, a server, and those things generally in a company as large as UTC. Hopefully, they'll have something called a terminal server or a Citrix server, which is there to serve up the information thinly so she's not dragging a massive spreadsheet locally to your home. She'd be manipulating it remotely, and that's very quick because all you're actually rem- seeing is the your screen change, your, the pixels on your screen change, but the data data has mass. It's not actually coming down to your local computer. It's actually sitting still in UTC servers. So if they're not using those technologies, it'll run the way you're describing, dog slow. Okay, I have one other question, um, same topic. Is I'm thinking on getting a... You know, uh, Norton has a VPN 360, a virus protection and all of that. Uh-huh. And my last experience with Norton is that it slowed my computer way down. I, I agree. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. I would recommend uh, WebRoot for your antivirus. And I would I would recommend Proton VPN if you don't mind working with uh, the Swiss. The what? <laughs> the Swiss, the folks in Switzerland, uh, the Swiss oh, people, okay. right. okay. <laughs> they—that's uh, where Proton is. Um, and uh, so far, they haven't been hacked. I mean, NordVPN was hacked. That's a very popular VPN service, um, but this, so far, Proton has not been. They actually have a uh, connection with MIT as well. Uh, I would recommend checking it out, and it's free. Now, again, if it's okay. free, you're the commodity, right? However. Yeah. They talk about not making you the commodity, like not looking at where you're going or not tracking where you're going. Um, Is this something that I really need? I mean, only just- only if you're doing anything um, that you're worried about security-wise in a public space, right? So I if you're, have, a, I, I, I use. I'm sorry, I use primarily. Um, I have um, a Galaxy um, tablet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't, you know, like like you said, they can't hack that really, like they can with Windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Generally, so I wonder if I even need it because that's what I'm using for work and everything. I, it's everything's on the tablet. So generally, if you want to do a secure connection, where where between you and wherever you're going is a encrypted connection, having a VPN affords that, right? However, when you're using those VPN services, you're going to pop out. The VPN tunnels you through the internet and has you pop out wherever the uh, servers are located. So when you look at Proton VPN, it'll give you the ability to look to have U.S.-based servers or Europe-based servers. So when you technically pop out and you actually surf the internet wherever you're popping out, that's where the data could be "quote unquote" collected, right? Because you're on their servers now. Um, if you want to do anything securely, having a VPN affords the fact that nobody in your in your home or anywhere on your network can see what you're doing. So if you're in a public space and you're doing your banking, if you're in an airport, there probably are folks in the airport using a tool called Wireshark, which is not any kind of special tool that I'm telling you about, that are trying to figure out what you're doing. And because you do it in an open way without a VPN, they can do all sorts of captures of packets of the data on the network because you're on a public network, and then they can figure out what you're doing. So a VPN is necessary if you do anything in a public area that you want to keep secure. Check out Proton VPN. Um, if you're doing anything for business that you are worried about, you should consider using a VPN, especially if you're banging around, driving around in these public networks. Um, I'd recommend it. And ProtonVPN is, uh, so far, a good recommendation. It could change tomorrow. 
They have with the browser on uh, Chrome, they have incognito. Incognito is kind of a misnomer as well. So incognito will allow you to browse, you know, to to sites. Those sites, the sites that we know guys tend to browse to on occasion. But the next user won't know that you browsed to it. However, the data is still available. Right, okay. so all incognito mode is if the next person sits down at the computer, they're not going to see your your browser history, but technically it's still available. But everybody else can, so and that's what I'm worried about. So, <laughs> so inc- I, I, incognito is not what it's a, it's not it's not what it's uh, chalked up to be. Okay, I appreciate it very much, gentlemen. All right, it's been a pleasure. All right, David, good luck, and good luck with UTC. I'm curious to have her call me back and let us know if we're, if the uh, IT guys are going to yell at us. Okay, I will definitely do that. All right, very good. Thanks. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. We're going to step up for a quick break. Ted and Jim, hang on. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Ted. John Ryan's in studio. Big digital camera show. He's here till 11 o'clock. Make him work. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. All right, we'll be right back. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm John. He's getting there. He's getting it. <laughs> We're here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Jim in Winstead with a digital camera question, I think. What's going on, Jim? Morning, gentlemen. Well, um, I have this Nikon L840. It's a cool pix. I <clears throat> decided after all these years I stopped using a 35 millimeter. Right. It's a great camera. I've nosed all over the uh, manual. I can't find anywhere where I can up the shutter speed. Does anyone know how to do that, if it's possible? The L840, you should be able to go into either shutter priority or aperture priority. Depending upon what you're, what you're doing, I recommend the shutter priority. Um, so one sixth of a second. Yeah, yeah. You can you can go with the shutter. You you could set it for whatever shutter speed you want to, and it's going to set the lens accordingly, or it's going to go in and change the ISO or the sensitivity of the sensor so that you get the shutter speed you want. Um, the other option is, um, and this is kind of a backwards trick. Well, I did look at this, but your backwards trick might be the way you have to go because in looking at some of these forms, it says the L. The L eight forty has no shutter speed, shutter priority, or manual shutter speed controls. Oh, it is not possible to directly set the shutter speed, so you may have to use your back backdoor way that you're thinking. Right, the backdoor way is to go in and do the exposure compensation. And how would well, I get? There? Well, exposure compensation would be a little button, uh, plus and minus, or it's in the menu, plus and minus. You can go up as hot, far as two stops or down. Gotcha. Two stops. So if if the shutter speed's not fast enough, you basically go minus two stops. That makes it faster. If you go plus two stops, that slows it down. Uh, so thank you. thank you. Yeah, that that would be the best way to do it. I mean, um, but you got to make sure the camera is fully, 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 fully programmed because it'll compensate by switching the ISO to make sure you get a correct exposure. It takes great pictures. I like it because it's got the tilt screen. If you're in a crowd, you can put the camera up there and, you know, look back and tilt the screen and you see what you're doing. Yep. Um, the other question I have is about uh, the latest upgrade here from Microsoft on my printer. It takes like two and a half to three minutes before it activates after I 
go to print something. After the upgrade to, to Windows 10? Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft figured that you'd be more productive that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, this is hardwired. For- oh, yeah. Oh, they, they just want to make sure you're, you're more productive, uh, Jim. Um, well, so I have well, no idea. Like, uh, uh, taking it out and, and, you know, reinstalling it, it doesn't. It won't make a difference, right? Same thing. Right. Right. So it's basically the new version of that printer driver has got to poke that printer in a different way. And it's waking up more slowly. And Microsoft says, well, Jim needs a cup of coffee. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I know it's a sad answer, but there's no way I can change it or fix it for you because it's a Windows 10 issue, right? It's their new driver. And yeah. or it's the printer manufacturer messing with you, right? So if you are as cynical as I might sound occasionally, um, you might say to yourself, huh, I wonder if the printer manufacturer is kind of saying, well, geez, how can I get Jim to buy a new printer? Well, I'll make printing more difficult. Well, it's an HP computer. It's an HP printer. You know, it's an yeah. Office Jet 8630 or whatever it is. How old is it? Oh, I don't know, three years old, maybe? No, it's pretty young. So maybe it's not a cynic thing. It's just bad programming. Um, nothing you can do about it other than wait for the new driver to come out because you can't be the only guy complaining about the performance now since mm-hmm. the new update. And you can't really load a Windows 7 driver to make it work faster. It's going to need the Windows 10 driver. So, unfortunately, there's no little trick I can tell you other than wait for the new update. Yeah, I even tried taking the driver out and, you know, updating it. That didn't work either. No. So, there's still a problem. They're going to have to fix it eventually, or they'll just hope you buy a new printer. (laughs) Thanks for the information. Yeah. And we'll put a link up here for you on that. the what did you call it, the compensation dialing? exposure compensation yeah, yeah there's an actually an article here from imageresource.com that talks about exactly what John was talking about so we'll put a link up here for you excellent thank you very much all right Jim good luck have a good day you too bye bye yeah that's something people don't realize about exposure compensation it's kind of a backdoor way to fool your camera into doing what you want that's amazing the thing Wait. is you have to know what you want a guy like me has no clue I just click on an auto I don't even know what I want what do I want I don't yeah. even know what I'm well, looking at see that's the thing is you know most cameras are programmed for this nebulous term called 18% gray, which means snow. That's about me if I had hair. I'd be at least 18% gray. <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> snow is 18% gray. A black cat sitting in a coal bin is 18% gray. Huh. Same same exposure, you know, but the, what it's trying to do is bring things to that normal. Oh, okay. So the exposure compensation is if you know that your camera's lying to you. And I'm telling you right now, your camera is always lying to you. About the always. reality of it. Always, yeah. Even that, well, that's why people take pictures and look at the back and go, no, this is awful. Let me, let me do it again. Oh, I just look to see if anybody blinked. That's all right, I do. Right, right. <laughs> but by using exposure compensation, you can yeah. go in and go, oh, it needs more light. Let me go plus light. Or no, that's too dark. Let and, me, and let then, me take some light away. All right. You guys are way ahead of me. Let's go on to uh, Roddy in Manchester. Hey, Roddy. Hi. Um, I had um, a question sure. about um, my wife has a small hair salon, and she just got a ring light, and I was wondering about a good camera, a simple camera that could connect to Wi-Fi for that. Um, just out of curiosity, what do you what do you going to do? Video? Are you going to do stills? What are you going to do? Still. Okay. Primarily. Wh- what kind of budget? Um, kind of towards the low end. 
Low end. Um, well, I would suggest 500 bucks and under, Canon M200. It'll do video, it'll do stills. You can pick it up at Best Buy. Okay. And it's 24 megapixels, so you'll get great stills out of it. Uh, it does 1080p video, so if you're going to be uploading it to the web, it'll still be really good for the web. And it's okay, small. Great. Fit right in your pocket, too. Interchangeable okay. lenses. Okay. That sounds perfect. Great. All right. And All right. The other thing um, I thought people would like to know is there's a great photo editing program. It's a really good alternative to Photoshop, and the, the price is very good. Hurry up. What is it? It's called Affinity Photo. Yeah. All right. Very good. We'll put a link up to that as well, Roddy. We're uh, against a hard break. Hope that helps you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. We're going to step out for a quick break. We'll put those links up. This is Computer Talk. One line open for you. We'll be right back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.